Money FM 89.3, best of prime time. Market View on Money FM 89.3. That's right. You're listening to Money FM 89.3. I'm Chua Tian with your market view. Now, today we are putting our attention on the U.S. after Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell delivered a stern commitment to halting inflation at the Jackson Hole Economic Symposium. Powell made it very clear to market participants that the central bank would raise interest rates in a way that would cause some pain to the U.S. economy, sending markets into a nosedive in recent days. Now, there is no ambiguity on the Fed's position ahead. But how sticky do we expect prices to be? And when will the Fed be able to adjust its course? To help us address all these burning questions, I'm joined by Vasu Menon, Executive Director, Investment Strategy at OCBC Bank. Hi, Vasu. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening, Vasu. Great to have you on our show. Vasu, August employment data from the Labor Department is set for release on Friday. Economists expecting a strong showing, non-farm payrolls rising by 300,000 in August. Do you agree with this and what are you expecting? Well, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if you see a 300,000 number. Uh, the previous month, we saw 528,000. So it's a step down. The markets are expecting uh, a lower number, but nevertheless, a very strong 300,000. I think we look at the U.S. job opening numbers that were released last night. Uh, in the U.S., you see mm. that, you know, uh, job openings in July actually came in at 11.2 million, uh, way above mm. estimates, and a significant uh, increase from uh, the June numbers of, you know, 11 million. So, there are lots of job openings in the U.S. relative to unemployed people. The ratio is like two to one. So I wouldn't be surprised if we see a very strong set of employment numbers, uh, you know, uh, tomorrow. Hmm. So with that very strong employment numbers, even though we saw headline PCE numbers or headline inflation numbers, according to the PCE gauge, falling slightly between June and July, there are very signs that the economy is very resilient and inflation might not be moderating as much. So how sticky do you expect inflation to be amid those higher rates right now? Well, you know, I think inflation has been very sticky. Just to give you an idea, mm. I mean, the Fed, uh, the Fed fund rate was 0% at the start of this year. It has gone up to 2.5% right now. That's a very big move, 2.5% in a matter of, you know, uh, seven to eight months. Uh, yet inflation in the U.S., uh, based on the CPI, mm. uh, has gone up from 7.5% at the start of the year to, you know, uh, as high as 9.1% mm. before now settling at 8.5%. So inflation has gone up instead of coming down, despite the fact that, you know, interest rates have gone up so much. Uh, of course, you know, granted there's a lag effect, you know, in terms of interest rates and the economy. But nevertheless, you know, the, the, the fact that interest, inflation has gone up so much. At the, at, at, at last year, inflation was focused mainly on a few sectors, used cars, new cars. Uh, but now they spread, you know, I mean, it's become quite widespread. Even medical services, medical care uh, prices are going up. So essentially, you know, I think uh, inflation is fairly sticky. The, way, the job market is very uh, tight. Uh, supply chain pressures are still very much there. The Ukraine crisis is still ongoing. Commodity markets are still fairly elevated. Other prices. So, you know, I can go on with the list. I mean, the thing is, mm. uh, the underlying factors drive inflation are still very much there. They've eased a little bit. But they remain elevated and, you know, that, that's the source of concern. Mm. One thing about the inflation is that even if we hike interest rates now, the numbers, there will be a lag too. But that being said, Fed Chair Jerome Powell has asserted in his speech at the symposium that he ranks price stability above maximum employment and there's no question about hiking interest rates. So with all of that factors in mind, where do you think the Fed will go in September? Are you the 50 BPS camp or the 75 BPS camp? <laughs> <laughs> 
it's, it's a tough one. Mm. No, it's a tough one, but you know, I'm more inclined towards 75 basis points listening to what the Fed is saying so far mm. and what Jackson, uh, what uh, Jerome Powell said at Jackson Hole. Uh, you know, swap traders are, uh, are you know, forecasting, uh, are giving us more than 60% probability of a 75 basis point rate hike in uh, September. Our view is that, you know, the rates in the US will go up from 2.5% now to mm. 4% probably by the uh, early part of next year. So we see another big 150 basis point move, at least. You know, inflation proves sticky, as we discussed earlier, and you don't see inflation numbers coming down. Uh, you know, the, the rates could go even higher than 4%. So I think it's not just about the September number. Uh, it's also about the trajectory in the next, mm. uh, perhaps, six months. And the trajectory is very clear. It's, it's, it's one way upwards. And if inflation proves sticky, we could see more than two 25 basis point rate hikes, perhaps more, even more than three, uh, which is... You know, uh, unprecedented in, in U.S. Uh, monetary policy history. So, Vasu, you mentioned that just now Cleveland's Fed president, in fact, also said that interest rates likely to peak around 4%. But when will we hit that level before the Fed can actually change course? Well, you know, I think inflation is probably going to hit 4% uh, in our view by, you know, early next year, maybe even as early as January 2023. And then, you know, the Fed is going to hold steady uh, to watch and wait to see how the you know high interest rates are impacting the economy, whether you know we see a sharp slowdown. But if inflation proves to be very sticky, the Fed may take it even past four uh, percent. What will lead the Fed to bring rates down? Uh, I don't see rates coming down. Uh, perhaps all of 2023, the Fed has to keep mm. it there because inflation is very sticky. But what will take it down is if inflation comes down decisively towards the Fed's two percent target. Uh, only then will the Fed pivot towards a more dovish stance. But otherwise, they know that the underlying inflationary pressures are quite significant uh, and they have to keep rates uh, elevated, if not take it higher. But the risk is that they could take it even higher than 4%. Mm, so given that rates could go even higher than 4%, some research houses, Morgan Stanley Asia says, US needs a miracle to avoid the recession. Where do you stand on this? <laughs> do you think we can avoid a recession next year, really, with 4%? <laughs> <laughs> it's a million-dollar question. Exactly. Well, you know, I'll... Our view is that U.S. economic growth is going to be 0.8% in 2023. So that's at the brink of recession. Mm. Uh, we're not forecasting a recession just yet. Uh, and the reason for that is because, you know, we're living in quite unusual times. Yes, monetary policy is very tight. The Fed is taking interest rates up. And that could, you know, lead to a very sharp slowdown in the economy. Uh, we're not seeing any signs of that just yet. Uh, but the offset here is that uh, the economies are reopening. Uh, you're seeing revenge spending, increased consumer spending. Uh, balance sheets of households are very strong. Balance sheets of corporates are very strong. Uh, you know, capital spending is taking up, mergers and acquisitions. So, you know, essentially it's very unusual. While the rates are going up at the same time, consumer spending, corporate spending is also fairly strong. Uh, because balance sheets are strong and we are seeing some degree of uh, revenge spending after two years of COVID. So there's an offset element. And so what might happen is that despite high interest rates, we might see a recession. Uh, mm. Because of high interest rates, we might see a recession, but it might not be a, a deep recession. It could well be a shallow recession. But my concern here, Basu, is that all these, you said that we might not go into a recession because there's this offset factor being propped up by, of course, revenge spending and all. But could it come a point in time whereby interest rates are just so high, the offset sector is just taken out? somehow out of nowhere? Uh, it, it is possible. It is very possible. But the reality of the matter is that real interest rates are still negative. Mm. You know, uh, because if you look at the, the, the current interest rates minus the inflation rate is deeply negative still. So unless the Fed fund rate goes up to 5%, 6%, you know, that offset could still uh, be in play. Mm. Uh, consumers are still, 
you know, overcoming COVID. Uh, we're not completely past it yet. You know, people are still out there traveling, spending, going to restaurants, you know, um, and, and, and the labor market is mm. very strong. Wage growth oh. is very strong. So there's a lot of money in, uh, you know, individuals' pockets as well. Uh, and companies have uh, huge amounts of balance sheet. Uh, strong balance sheets, and they've been buying back shares, but now they're diverting their attention to capital spending, corporate spending. So, you know, uh, it's a very unusual situation. You know, we've not seen a situation like this in, in U.S. economic history to some degree. Mm. If you're just tuning in, we are now speaking to Vasu Menon, Executive Director of Investment Strategy at OCBC Bank. So, Vasu, I'm just going to stop there with the recession talk and all. But U.S. and Chinese authorities, they have reached a preliminary agreement to allow audit inspections of U.S.-listed Chinese companies. Now, some were saying that the risk of U.S.-listed Chinese firms being delisted, that risk has been halved. Do you agree with that assessment? Is it too early for us to make any judgment or to even celebrate right now? Uh, it is too early to celebrate, but having mm. said that, I think the expectations have been there in the market that, you know, uh, some agreement will be struck because since the middle of uh, March, the US Nasdaq Golden Dragon Index that measures all these uh, Chinese mm. companies listed on Wall Street have actually appreciated 40%. You know, or rather more precisely, 41%. So we've had a good run in some of these, you know, Chinese listed stocks, uh, you know, on Wall Street. But still, you know, they're way below uh, their historical peaks. Uh, I think the risk is that, you know, I think U.S. officials are very cautious because they want that, you know, this is just a first step. Uh, and the big question is whether the Chinese will comply. Compliance mm. is a, a big issue and uh, it remains to be seen whether the Chinese will allow, uh, you know, unobstructed inspection of, uh, you know, Chinese mm. audit reports. And, you know, if you look at what the SEC uh, chairman said, he says the proof will be in the pudding. You know, they need to mm. be able to in- inspect and investigate the audit reports unhindered. And you'll see if that happens. If that happens, uh, and the SEC is, you know, actually, they, they plan to go to China sometime next month to start their initial initial process. So let's see what happens next month. I mean, if they, if they are able to go there, get hold of the audit reports, uh, the initial audit reports, and, you know, you, you, you see no obstructions, no hiccups, then, you know, that, that there's room for optimism and uh, for cheer. Mm, and let's talk about investment strategies for the U.S. stock market, let's say. Some technical analysts, they are saying that U.S. stock market could likely finish the year on a relatively solid note, despite all that downbeat mood that we have seen in recent days. Why is that so? What do you think about that? Well, you know, I'm puzzled. I mean, it's hard to be terribly positive right now. Uh, but having said that, you know, we've had, we had a big sell-off in the U.S. stock market. Uh, S&P 500 is down 24% all the way to mid-June. And then we've had a very strong rebound in the S&P 500. And now we're seeing it going down once again. Uh, so it remains to be seen. I mean, what, uh, I think nobody can say, uh, put their hand to heart and say that they know exactly where the markets are headed. Very hard to make a prediction over the next four months. But let's be frank, the macro picture is not exactly one that favors uh, a big rebound in the U.S. stock market or, for that matter, Asian stock markets. Because, you know, inflation... Uh, it's still quite sticky, as we discussed. You know, interest rates are headed higher. The Fed is still very hawkish. Uh, the dovish pivot that expect, mm. uh, markets expected that helped the rebound is slowly starting to fade to the background. So we'll see. If for some reason the inflation numbers really come down significantly, then, you know, the markets have uh, something to be a bit more optimistic about. And uh, that could help the U.S. stock market to rebound uh, after a pullback. Uh, which is which is which it is going through currently. Mm. And Vasu, just very quickly before we let you go, how should investors, especially retail investors, be positioning their portfolio given those uncertainties in US and also Asian markets? Okay, our view is basically this: 
Mm. We are firm believers in diversification, uh-huh. right? So, or, I, I think you know we've heard that many times before. Mm. But I don't just believe I don't I don't just mean asset uh, diversification, but also time diversification. What mm. I mean by that is mm. that you know in space out your investments if you're putting fresh money into the markets over the next six to nine months because markets are going to be very volatile, right? Uh, but do not stay out of the markets fully. Do not invest fully, but do not stay out of the markets fully as well. Space out your investments. Time diversify uh, within. Your asset classes diversify as well. Don't ignore bonds just because interest rates are headed higher. Within equities, don't throw your, all your money into say the tech sector. Diversify as well, you know. But I think the key thing is stay invested because at some stage when inflation peaks and starts coming down, mm. there's a lot of money on the sidelines. It's going to go to work. A lot of money, I tell you, on the sidelines. The money market funds in the US are at a record high, and that's where people park their money temporarily. Uh, the tide could turn very quickly. So, mm. you know, uh, when that's going to happen uh, depends on inflation. So you don't want to be a spectator staying out of the markets completely. You want to stay invested, but invest carefully, uh, you know, and over time. Mm. Invest carefully over time, but always stay invested. Thank you very much, Vasu. That was Vasu Menon, Executive Director, Investment Strategy at OCBC Bank. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.